Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. So glad to have you here with us on today's show. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. Also watch the show daily on YouTube. Like and subscribe over there. Coming up on today's show, let's take a look at the Duke basketball non-conference schedule. And back for the second straight day to kick off the month of August is my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Basketball is important too, Josh, and we're going to dive right. into their non-conference schedule today. Listen, man, I, I, for our YouTube uh, watchers, my my coffee mug, I don't drink Look coffee, but I have a coffee mug, but it sent me, it's it's the shot from Christian Leitner back in 1992 to beat Kentucky, and it's got the play diagrammed on the back of it there. <laughs> that is cool. And so uh, just wanted to – that's a YouTube exclusive here on, yeah. on Blue Devils. But uh, if you're listening to it, uh, it's it's a, it's a coffee mug that's got the Leitner diagram from when he hit the uh, the game winner there in the Elite Eight. So That's a, that's a thoughtful gift is what that it is. It was. And it was from a Virginia Tech fan. Virginia Tech fan. That? Shout right. out to my guy, Virginia Tech fan. <laughs> saw that. Bought it for me. It came in the mail, so I was, I was pretty excited about that. That's pretty great. All right, well, let's dive in. Here we go. We're looking at the Duke basketball schedule. Here's what we did, Josh. Yesterday for the football schedule, it was pretty easy. When you have 12 football games, you could kind of work your way chronologically through the season, uh, four games at a time in each segment. We've got three segments on today's show, so we divvied it up like this, what people would call the easy wins, the cupcakes. Please don't be Stephen F. Austin games for Duke basketball to start the year. In the second segment, we'll talk about some matchups against Power 5 competition. And then the third game or the third segment of today's show, we'll talk about that Thanksgiving weekend tournament, the Phil Knight legacy that Duke will participate in Portland. So uh, that feel pretty good outline for you? Yeah, I believe so. And and shout out to Stephen F. Austin. I was at that game and uh, – with my daughter, my poor daughter, she was <laughs> devastated. It was the only game she went to that year. So, yeah, please don't be Stephen F. Austin. But be honest, Josh, you were devastated too. Don't throw this on the <laughs> daughter only. I think we were all devastated by I, that. I one. was, and ironically, that was the game that I got, like, center court. Like, they were incredible. To, I mean, I, yeah, it was – It was. I was, like, pumping it up to my daughter. I think at that point she was, like, 11 – and I'm like, these are the best seats you're going to ever have. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. And she was pumped, bought her a T-shirt before the game. She's like, you know, going crazy. And then we lost. It was, it was A walk-off layup by the uh, Stephen are, F. Austin. Are you wearing a Stephen F. Austin polo, by the way? I, Aren't they like kinda, people, like It kind of feels like it. I didn't I mean, want it to be this way. Man, <laughs> but, come on, yeah, JJ. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took, we took so much pride in winning all those consecutive home non-conference games, and rightfully so. I mean, it was a, I mean, just crazy stat. Kansas is on a good trend right now. For all we know, they might beat Duke's record. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy the run we were on. And then Stephen F. Austin had to end everything nice that there is about Duke men's basketball non-conference home games. And so for yeah. that, I'm wearing purple. 
So. <laughs> I guess it was actually good. They, they actually turned out to be a pretty decent team that year. Yeah. Like they, they were very respected by the end of the season, and everyone pointed back to that Duke win to kind of validate them. But, hey, they, they were – I watched the game live, and I was like, there's not much of a difference in these two teams. I'm not going to lie. Like they played – they were pretty incredible. So, yeah, that yeah, was credit. fall of 2019. And so yeah. to think that that team then – in March, really starts to play their best basketball of the year, and then COVID canceled the NCAA yep. tournament. I wonder how that Duke basketball team season would have finished, much like Stephen F. Austin. Sure. All right, that's enough sure. what-ifs, or not what-ifs, but, <laughs> but has-been conversations. Easy wins, cupcakes, and uh, please don't be Stephen F. Austin games for Duke. First game of the season, Monday, November 7th, versus Jacksonville. That's my birthday. Uh, never had the Duke basketball season start on my birthday before, so that's pretty exciting. And on a Monday, kind of a non-traditional game for a, a basketball season to start, not in the Champions Classic. Duke will open up their year against Jacksonville at home. On the November 11th, they will play South Carolina Upstate at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Duke had, has not played either of these two teams. They've never met before. On Friday, November 18th, Duke versus Delaware, where the Blue Devils lead the all-time series 2-0, both games in Cameron Indoor. Bellarmine, once again, Duke won December 4th, 2020, 76-54 against Bellarmine, where we had to figure out where in the world is that school, and we'll probably do that again a little bit later as basketball season nears. And then the final non-conference game for Duke on Saturday, December 10th, versus Maryland Eastern Shore, those two teams have never met before the Shore Hawks, pretty fun mascot. The Maryland Eastern Shore Shore Hawks uh, were 11 and 16 overall last season. They play in the MEAC. So, uh, looking at those games Maryland Eastern Shore, Bellarmine, Delaware, South Carolina, Upstate, Jacksonville. Again, these are games that uh, Duke just needs to take care of business, find ways to get wins on their record. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the biggest story in these games is the fact that we're not starting with the Champions Classic this year. And I, I'm just – I'm actually a fan of not starting with the Champions Classic. I mean, For sure. I feel like we, we, we do well in those games, but, like, sometimes, I mean, the Zion year, the best game we played all season was that game. Yeah. We never did put a game together again that was as good as that Kentucky game. And so, like, I, I'm, I'm completely cool starting with a team like Jacksonville and working our way up. The only thing we have to worry about in any of these scenarios um, is an, just an absolute no-show game. And 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 the, the talent disparity between the Duke Blue Devils and whatever team they face in this in this portion of games is so large that I'm not even going to say anything about John Shire here. Like, I think John Shire could literally throw the team on the court and sit there and, uh, you know, and, and and I think they would be fine. I say that. And I, but I thought the same thing heading into a game like Stephen F. Austin a couple of years ago. And so we can definitely lose. Listen, these guys got scholarships to play D1 basketball or, or wherever, whatever uh, they're playing. That these guys can play. Um, but at the end of the day, this should be wins for Shire. This should be, you know, tune ups. He can fiddle with his lineup a little bit. You know, he can go big and he can, he can maybe go small a little bit. He can, you know, play that Martin Mitchell maybe at the at the two or three with Derek Whitehead, you know, whatever. He can fool around with that a little bit um, and, and see where guys are and then uh, try to work in those those transfers that we've gotten as well. So he's going to have his work cut out for him, but not on, I don't believe it's going to be in wins and losses. It's going to just be in, like, continuity. 
and it's going to be kind of in the playing time and how who he wants to see uh, play what positions. That's such a good thought, though, Josh, talking about what you could do in the first couple of games of the season, not in the Champions Classic for Duke, because certainly the Zion year jumps out. Because, I mean, my oh my, did they absolutely destroy Kentucky on that night, and the team looked so good. But even going back to last season, Duke again taking on Kentucky, first game of the year in the final season for Coach K, and Trevor Keels goes off for 25, and Duke beats Kentucky the following couple of games, it wasn't necessarily close, like you weren't really worried about the outcome or anything, but there was a little bit of frustration because uh, to a, a certain perspective, as fans, we weren't as thrilled about the next couple of games in the competition that Duke was playing. And I can only imagine that the players were feeling the same way. Why do I want right. to go against Kentucky and then now kind of dial it back in terms of competition? So the idea that you're working up to those bigger games, I think could be noteworthy. Now you're going to have to figure out, I mean, you can't just play all these games at the start and then jump into your tougher competition. It's not going to work that way, but having a little bit of a runway start to get up to the champions classic event, I think is great. I think it's good for the competition as well, because think about it. There's no game film right. on these, on these teams leading up when it was Duke, Kentucky, Duke, Michigan state, whatever it is, the first of the season, um, there's no game film. <clears throat> at the very least, there'll be a, a couple of games that both teams are able to kind of look at film. I think the coaching staffs, both staffs will be better prepared. Um, and so, once again, I love this. And I, <laughs> I know we – nothing against these teams we mentioned. We're basically talking about Kansas here, uh, <laughs> even though, it, it, you know, we're, we're in this segment of the cupcakes. Uh, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> we, we need to use Jacksonville – uh, and and uh, up South Carolina Upstate, all those we need to use them just as tune ups, get some guys shots up, get a kid like Jaden shoot, you know, uh, get him some shots up, things like that, uh, just to prepare us. And I believe it, it, it'll be it'll be a great time for John Shire to start off his coaching career. Let's move on in our non-conference look at the Duke men's basketball schedule. Duke will have games against Power Five competition. We'll talk about those next here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by LinkedIn. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back into today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast here on Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. All right, Power 5 competition for Duke. We've talked a lot about Duke's game against Kansas already in today's show. It's going to be on November 15th, the State Farm Champions Classic in Indianapolis, Indiana. Duke leads the overall series against Kansas 8 and 5 but it's 1-2 and two versus the Jayhawks in the Champions Classic. They last met 
at the 2019 Champions Classic at Madison Square Garden, where Duke won 68-66, a very close win for Duke in that one. So uh, there you go, Duke taking on Kansas. A reminder for folks, Kansas won the national championship over North Carolina last year. So going to be an epic matchup to start the year. Just a reminder, Kansas overcame the largest deficit in championship game history. Throw it out there, CNC. yeah. So <laughs> let's not forget that. Let's not forget this. The only thing we can hold on to is Duke fans, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, the, okay, here it is. It's says John Shire's first matchup with an elite coach in an elite program. Bill Self in Kansas. Um, they're as elite as you get. And <clears throat> this is John Shire's uh, first challenge. And there, there may be some X's and O's. I don't, I, we don't know. We've seen John Shire uh, coach the team in Coach Kate's absence a few times, <clears throat> but we don't know what it's going to be like. And so, man, this is the big stage, the bright lights. This is the ESPN. This is the everyone watching. And so I'm, I am actually super excited for John Shire and for the coaching staff. Um, I'm really excited for, uh, you know, this entire brand new team. Um, But I'm really excited for Jeremy Roach. I just think this is going to be a possibility for him to, there's a lot of talk heading into this season um, of how good he's going to be. And not that this game will make or break that, but this is an opportunity as are these other games we're going to talk about actually for the rest of the episode. But these are games on the national stage where, where Jeremy Roach gets put in that upper echelon of point guards. And he's, he's legitimately in the running for all of these awards at the end of the season. If he has a year like we think he's going to have. So big game for John Shire. And I think a big game for Jeremy Roach. Couldn't agree more. Really excited to see that matchup and the idea of the coaches. I mean, so many times you love the matchups over the years because it was coach K versus Bill Self, coach K versus John Calipari, coach K versus Tom Izzo. Now John Shire gets to put his name in those conversations, which is awesome. And we'll see how it goes starting November 15th. 15 days later, and again, a couple of other non-conference games in between and also a Thanksgiving tournament that Duke will participate in. Duke takes on Ohio State at home in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. The all-time series is tied 4-4. Obviously, we know Duke lost in Columbus last year against the Buckeyes. Interestingly enough, 4-4 is the all-time series but the two teams have only played at Cameron Indoor once. That was back in 2012 in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Again, Duke won by 5, 73-68 in that contest. Mason Plumley had 21 points and 17 rebounds. So uh, Duke 19-4 and all-time in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. The most wins and highest winning percentage of the teams from either conference, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, No surprise, it's Duke. They're pretty elite at this basketball thing, but they play Ohio State at home, Josh. Yeah, no EJ Liddell uh, this year for Ohio State, Um, and, uh, you know, should be a great game. I will definitely uh, be in attendance. That's my plan, uh, that game for sure. Um, I do like the fact that the way the the scheduling has worked is that we're playing them back-to-back. I kind of like that, kind of a home and away um, as a part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. you know, I can't honestly say that I know what Ohio State's going to bring to the table, but I will say this, because we will have, you know, three weeks of the season already passed, we will know by that time what they're bringing yeah. to the table. And uh, and I believe Duke, you know, will continue its its dominance in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And, um, yeah, I think it's really neat. I, I think it's I think it's cool. And then, you know, as, as a football guy, you know, it, it'd be nice if uh, 
if if we could ever go four and four uh, against the Ohio State Buckeyes in football too, that'd be kind of cool, you know. Yeah, let's set that up. Let's let's find a way to make that happen. <laughs> Duke football deserves to go up to the shoe and take on the Buckeyes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <Good> luck. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last non-conference game to talk about, again, this Power 5 section, uh, Tuesday, December 6th. So six days after that Ohio State game. Duke's playing Iowa. Pretty fun school that's had a big basketball program over the years. Uh, Duke leads the all-time series 7-1. and one. This will be a part of the Jimmy V Classic at Madison Square Garden. We would not have – a Duke men's basketball non-conference schedule without one game at MSG. And so it's going to be against Iowa this year on Tuesday, December 6th. Yeah, and then the obvious Duke connection there with Jimmy V and Coach right. K being being so close. And uh, this is always neat that, you know, that, that they raise money uh, oftentimes through this for cancer research. And, and uh, it's that's, you know, if you're listening or watching this podcast, you probably – uh, in this day and age have a close friend or relative that battles cancer. And so like, you know, I know it's close to your heart, JJ and all those types of things. So it's really, just really neat. Um, but then Iowa, Hey, listen, this is, <clears throat> this is a team that they're going to be disciplined. This is what, you know, they're going to be disciplined. Uh, they're going to play old school basketball. Um, you know, depending on their, their lineup structure, they will play to their strengths. When they have big guys, they're going to play those bigs and they're going to, they're going to highlight them. Uh, when they shoot, when they got three-point shooters, they're going to get up as many three-point shots as they possibly can. They're going to be well coached. Once again, going to be going to be a really good game. <clears throat> Being at MSG, it's going to be another time for John Shire to to carve his own path uh, outside of Coach K. But like, can MSG continue to be the Cameron Indoor Stadium of the North? And we'll see. Taking a look at this Iowa team again, Fran McCaffrey has been the head coach there since 2010. He's one of the bigger names in the coaching industry. Uh, Iowa last year won the Big Ten Tournament Championship, so a good basketball team. They don't have Luca Garza in the middle. That's a national player that you're candidate anymore or anything like that. We saw Keegan Murray get drafted in the yep. top five in the NBA <clears throat> draft this past year. His twin brother, Chris, decided to go back to school. He's a projected top ten pick in next year's draft. Pretty wild that twins are that highly yeah. regarded in the basketball world. One just decided to jump to the NBA a season sooner than his brother, but Chris Murray is going to be the show for Iowa this year. Yeah, and I would look forward to guys like Derek Whitehead and, and Mark Mitchell and others getting thrown at him uh, just yeah. to see see what happens uh, there. But, yeah, the the Murray genes, man, must be strong, man, <laughs> to, have, to have two – Two brothers uh, that are that good, man. That's pretty incredible. But yeah, this is gonna be a great game. And yeah, you know, and like I mentioned, you mentioned Garza being gone. I, if you've watched Iowa over the last few years, you've seen them. What they what what they literally do is they just play to their strengths. If if they have a guy, they land a Garza, they're gonna slow it down a little bit more and they're gonna feature him. But if they don't, they're gonna get out and run and play with their athleticism and shoot and do what right. they do. And so like, I love that. I love that in a coach. I I think Coach K became that uh, over time, uh, kind of play to your strengths, whoever you bring in. Uh, let's find out who the best players are. Let's get the ball in their hands, and let's see what happens. All right, we've got one final segment to go here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. We're going to talk about the Thanksgiving weekend tournament that Duke is in, and we'll discuss that next here on Locked On Blue Devils. 
Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor that you need to know about. Covered in chocolate, it is cookie dough chunk puffs. That's right. It's the new flavor, a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Only 160 calories, 15 grams of protein in there. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. It's pretty awesome. You are going to love this. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Go to Built.com. Final segment on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson, alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Speaking of that great podcast, Josh, and knowing that it's August 2nd, it's Tuesday of the week. Later today, I think you and the buddies have a, a couple of plans to go out to Duke football practice. And then, as always, you've got that great Duke football podcast. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll be at practice tonight. There's an evening practice. So we'll be there tonight and uh, trying to give some inside looks. You know, there's we definitely have rules on us, you know, right, of what we can and cannot share. Um, but we will share as much as we can, right? Um, and so follow us there. We'll be uh, tweeting uh, from practice and uh, maybe some photos, videos, depending on what we can get. But we'll be doing this throughout fall camp. And so just kind of keep up with us. We're going to be then heading into a season preview episode, uh, some pick a pick episode featuring – JJ Jackson's going to be uh, in there with us on that one. We're going to throw, we're going to put a steak dinner on the table uh, as a wait. wager. And so that's going to be a good one. But yeah, follow us if you're interested in what's going on in fall camp at Duke. Obviously, the big question, right, is quarterback. And so we'll tell you whatever we can tell you. We can tell you who's taking reps. We can tell you who's throwing interceptions. We can do things like that. Um, and so follow along. And we're looking forward to football season starting back. But hey, we're talking round ball now. Yeah, right? we are. Talking we're talking ball. basketball, and uh, we're talking about the Thanksgiving weekend tournament that Duke will play in. It is the Phil Knight Legacy event in Portland, Oregon, starting on Thanksgiving, actually on Thursday, November 24th. It's an eight-team field. The Blue Devils are alongside Florida, Gonzaga, Oregon State, Portland State, Purdue, West Virginia, and Xavier. I'll get into the matchups in just a moment, but uh, the event, Josh, your thoughts on that and, and just an opportunity. They call it Feast Week in the college yeah. basketball world. Not only are we eating great food for Thanksgiving, but we're going to get to see Duke in big matchups. Well, I mean, this is a, a Thanksgiving Day specifically. Uh, just incredible. You have the NFL games that are playing, usually three of those uh, going on throughout the day, three, maybe four even. I think they may have tried to sneak a fourth one on there. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you have uh, – then you got college basketball games, and so it's wonderful, man. Stuff your face, get in the recliner, try not to fall asleep, and watch some really, really good sports all day. But, yeah, this event's really cool. I love the relationship that Duke has with Nike. Obviously, we have to give credit to Coach K uh, for that relationship. Um, even in this past year, uh, in his retirement year, they did a lot of little things for Coach K, had him out, come out there a couple different times, uh, did some uh, special – promo type things for him through Nike. And so just really neat. And once again, now this is John Shire's ship to kind of uh, build upon. 
And so um, I really like like where it is. I love the fact that this field is stacked. I mean, other than Oregon State and Portland State, there's absolutely not one, you know, there's the other six teams in there are are legit. And so it's going to be a great tournament. So take a look at the tournament, again, it being Thanksgiving week, talking about Duke basketball and the Phil Knight Lexi event you mentioned. Uh, the greatest challenge in all this is you're right, not falling asleep in the recliner after you've had such great food. You College basketball, the NFL, the NBA season is going at this point. Yeah. You've got uh, a couple of college football games because that's rivalry weekend. I know it's not until Saturday that you have the Ohio State-Michigan game or the Iron Bowl featuring Auburn and Alabama, but they've got great college football games on that mm -hmm. night. And then this year in 2022, the World Cup is going to be taking place yeah. uh, during Thanksgiving week. So tons happening. Uh, that week. All right. So Duke in their bracket, they're going to play Oregon State and they'll play the winner of Florida versus Xavier. The other half of the bracket features Gonzaga versus Portland State playing the winner of Purdue versus West Virginia. Duke is 3-0 all-time versus Oregon State, 14-4 versus Florida, 4-0 all-time versus Xavier. And Duke won the previous version of the Phil Knight Legacy event, beating Portland State, Texas, and Florida back in the 2017-2018 season. So uh, Duke has played well in this event before, but they open up with Oregon State, and then they will play the winner of Florida Xavier. And the way the bracket is set up, if everything goes according to seeding and that sort of thing, they want to see a Sunday championship game between Duke and Gonzaga. Again, Thursday you'll play a game on Thanksgiving. You'll play the semifinals on Friday and then the championship game will be played on Sunday, so an off day on Saturday. If everything goes to plan, it'll be Duke and Gonzaga on Sunday. Yeah, and, and that would be incredible um, to know that we would uh, play uh, two teams in our non-conference, the caliber of Kansas and Gonzaga, um, with a returning Jacob Timmy, uh, by the way, 35-year-old. Yeah. Drew Timmy, I'm sorry, yeah. With a 35-year-old Drew Timmy returning. Um, but no. Uh, they're going to be good, and this is this would be great. Now, I will say, um, the the stars could align there because you do have with like with Purdue, you've got no Jaden Ivy, you know, now uh, with the Detroit Pistons in the NBA draft. Uh, that side of the bracket should open up for them, <clears throat> and then knock on wood, this side of the bracket should open up for for us. Um, and man, I I'll be honest with you, I'm down for Duke Gonzaga every season. I'm yeah. down for us doing like what we did with Arizona. We've signed the the home and away i'm down for that with with gonzaga i would love to go to their place i'd love to bring them to cameron yeah um what mark few is doing there uh is about as reminiscent of what coach k uh did here at duke minus the fact that he's not in a, a power five conference but uh if they were in the pac 12 you know this whole time it would be almost like you know apples to apples of what has taken place at at gonzaga and so a lot of respect for those guys. Uh, this will be a great tournament. Like I said, Nike does a good job. And if Nike, if they get what they want, that Sunday game is going to be epic. Which is great. And obviously you need the big matchups on Thanksgiving week to just see good things in college basketball before yeah. teams jump into their conference play and that sort of thing. The other thing I like about a tournament like this or Maui or whatever the event would take place that Duke could be playing in is that, again, we're used to Duke winning events like these, which is great, 
and I want that to continue in the John Shire era. But if there is a slip-up in the non-conference, every team goes into this event knowing that you will for sure play three games. It's not yeah. like a win-and-go-home scenario. Yeah. So, again, I mentioned the eight teams in the field. There is a chance that Duke could play a lot of them if wins and losses go in a particular order. And so I just like that Duke knows for sure they're going to have three good games. Yeah, and and I think, too, we have to understand, and I don't know what John Shire's philosophy is going to be. I, I know your philosophy as head coach is to win every single game, right? That's obviously your philosophy. But, like, Duke fans with this non-conference that we've, that we've just taken the last 30 minutes and spoken about, like, if we struggle in some of these games, but the ship is where it needs to be at the end of February, then I'm completely cool with it. i tell you no what kidding. I'm not cool with. I'm not cool with being 15-0. and 0 heading into ACC play and then stumbling our way through the end of January and through the middle of February and going into March going, who are we? Right. Like what happened to that team from November, December? Uh, I'm not cool with that. And and let's be real Duke fans. That's been the case uh, far too often over the last five or six years. And so if we struggle in these games, I'm cool with it. As long as we're building to where we need to be, because where we need to be, is playing our best basketball in March and so and then April, hopefully. Uh, but March. Um, and so that's where we need to be. And so with John Shire being his first season, I think the Duke fan base needs to be logical with what could uh take place. Obviously, we know the talent that we've brought in and we get that, but at the end of the day, let's be patient with him. And he may he may build this team a little bit differently and he may have a little bit of a different philosophy. You may see us go for a full 10 deep you know, throughout all the non-conference. And you may see that dwindle down and get closer to a seven, eight man later. Who knows? Um, but but let's be patient with him. And, uh, and at the end of the day, the talent's going to come through too, and I think we'll win most of these games. But I'm just putting it in perspective. So, Josh, as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils, yesterday we talked about the Duke football schedule. Today it was a deep dive into the Duke non-conference schedule. At this point, today on Tuesday, August 2nd, we are 31 days away from the start of the Duke football season, and we are officially now less than 100 days away from the start of Duke men's basketball season. So we're getting closer to a lot of really fun Duke athletic events, and all the goodness will be here before we know it. Yeah, guys, you just, you just got a few more weeks to try to watch baseball and act like you like it, right? <laughs> so, like, uh, let's let's be real. So, football season is on its way. Basketball season is on its way. And that stretch, I tell you, <clears throat> that stretch in November is the best time of year, man. October, November, where you got basketball ramping up, football still killing it. Man, there's not a better time. There's not a better time in sports <clears throat> than October, November, December, when both of those sports are just at their peak. The calculator did the math for me. 97 days away from the start of go. the basketball season. It's easier for me again because, again, the first game of the season is on my birthday, November 7th. So 97 days away from me celebrating getting another year older and from the Duke basketball season getting started. As always, Josh, it's, uh, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, man. Go Duke. Have a great week, JJ. That's Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. Make sure you check out their podcast, Leave them a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify. 
The written al written reviews are great for algorithms, so make sure you take the time to do that. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day. Good day.